Welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Mormon Mompreneur is a home for women of faith who desire to be strengthened in motherhood and empowered in business. We thrive off of talking with other women with unique experiences and vision who have felt guided by the divine to bring about remarkable things at home and abroad. Hey, this is Michelle Gifford. Hey, this is Sarah Allred. And we are the founders of Mormon Mompreneur. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in a small town in Utah, Castledale. High five if you know where that is. I went to BYU, married the love of my life. I graduated in public relations and started a business from there. Um, I am the mom to five kids. I'm the founder of Beauty Revived. It's a photography movement that celebrates real women with real beauty and a photographer, a high school senior photographer. And I am Sarah Allred. I am Michelle's biggest fan, pretty much. <laughs> but I don't know where Castledale is, so sorry about no that. High five. No high no five. No high five. <laughs> Awesome. I grew up actually in Logan, Utah, which compared to Castledale is a metropolis. So I grew up there and I also went to BYU and somehow escaped there without being married, but eventually ended up meeting and marrying the boy from down the street. Very romantic. And since then, I've taught high school band, nerd alert, and I have started a business called The Photographer's Element, which is an online photography education resource that provides personalized instruction in the area of art and photography. And I am a mom to three kids and a sweet dog. And I'm currently living in Louisiana while my husband finishes his training and super excited to be here with one of my heroes, Michelle Gifford. So Michelle, you and I, we met while our husbands were in school training, whatever you want to call it, when we were both living in Arizona in the library. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember it very well. I remember like talking to you and getting excited because someone had a similar passion for business that I did. I'm a little bit nerdy about that as well. We hit it right off. Absolutely. And one of the things that I really want people to know is kind of how you got your start, because I don't think you're alone in wanting to work on a project and make something come into fruition and create something great. What was your first taste of business and what was it like for you? Well, I think I was seven and Castledale is a desert and I went out back and I got all of the prettiest rocks and set up a stand on Main Street. And guess what? I sold nothing. Wah, wah. No way. I've never heard that story. I've never heard that. So I think business has always been in my blood and I love it. Like I just love it. When I got married, we both graduated from BYU and my husband went on to training. I was six months pregnant. We moved to Arizona and who's going to hire a six months pregnant woman, right? So I had three months all to myself and I felt a little bit lost. I'm a person who thrives on doing something. I grew up sewing all my life. So I started an Etsy shop and it started taking off. I actually started making little girl hats with the big old flowers on them because that's what was in then. And, and um, it will come back. You it'll know that, come right? Back. <laughs> Keep that skill. <laughs> Just like the overalls. So I did that and it kind of pushed me into different things, but... Um, I soon was making custom dresses for girls and then that led me to photography which led me to fall in love with like the whole behind the scenes of business. I just remember there were times before I started anything and I would I was just really 
sad. You know, I was sitting home by myself and I didn't have a baby yet. I knew he would take up time. And, and my mom would always say, Michelle, you need something that gets you up in the morning and laundry isn't it. So I knew that I wanted to do something that used my talents and also maybe gave us a little extra money and helped me grow. So that is how it all started for me. So Sarah, you have been doing this a long time too, right? Seven years, is that about right? About, maybe seven, seven year itch. Is there something about oh. that? Oh no, what does that mean? <laughs> we'll get through it. But um, so how did, how did it start for you? Mine started really in a very similar way um, as you did. I don't have a single ounce of talent in sewing per se, <laughs> but I found myself, I, I taught high school band for three years in a very competitive environment. There were lots of like awards and adjudications and traveling and all these different things. So I was constantly getting feedback in kind of the world's perspective of whether I was great at what I was doing and my efforts and all of those things. And then a wonderful baby girl, my first child came into my life and I ended up quitting teaching so that I could stay at home with her. And it was a tough transition for me. It was a really hard transition for me, simply just to find confidence in myself and reassurance in myself, because none of those external sources were really speaking to me. So I found myself in a situation in which I, I needed an outlet. That's like the most simple cliche way of saying it is I needed this kind of outlet. And my husband bought me a camera. And of course, that's like the story of almost every photographer. I got a camera, <laughs> I had a baby, and my whole life changed. And that's really what it was. What happened to me is I became connected with a really wonderful mentor who believed in me and pushed me and finally said, you need to be teaching other people how to do this. And she kind of shaped my vision that maybe that's where my gifts were. I mean, I'm a decent photographer, sure. What? Um, You're great. <laughs> well, I have a Your lot of fun. Your pictures are on my wall. So there you go. Yeah, so, but I, but I really found that my passion was teaching. And so really, it started with me bringing in three or four photographers from my little apartment complex, having them sit in my living room, and then me teaching them through a PowerPoint presentation. And that's really where it all started. And it's been hugely fulfilling. So I love talking about kind of those heroes and mentors that we have that really shape our journey. And I think that they're hugely important. And I know I've had some great ones. Did you have mentors? Who would those people be that you feel like really shaped you as a Mormon, a mom and as an entrepreneur? Can I say my mom? But yes. Because <laughs> if you were to meet my mom, you'd totally get it because she has done it all. And she's talented in like everything she does. Growing up, she taught dancing in our we had a dancing room. So it's always funny when people come over because we're they say, where should we go? And I say, go in the dancing room. Anyway, it's just hardwood floors. And now there's a couch and TV. And then she was a nurse. And so she she taught dancing until I was seven. And then she was a nurse one day a week. And I guess I was raised with a bunch of really strong women in my life. And I, my grandma was a teacher. They taught me everything from sewing. I had a grandma who and a mom who was great at sewing and they were good at cooking. And I just learned early on that if you want to be happy, you have got to be expanding your knowledge and improving your skills and like using your natural gifts. Like you were saying about teaching. Like I think that that's an interesting thing that maybe photography, 
like you're good at, but teaching you're like really good at. But how would you know that unless you took a step towards Absolutely. something? Absolutely. What a great insight. And my mom has always been that person that just said, when I, I have crazy ideas all the time. And when I ask her, she said, well, let's just see. Let's just see what happens. You know, take a step. There's little risk. Even now, I all the time will check with her and I'm like, am I crazy? <laughs> I've heard that phrase come out of your mouth. Am I crazy sitting across from you at Olive Garden? Because my mom and my sisters have always been there to say, trust your gut and trust the promptings that you're getting. And she just has been a good inspiration to me. She always says, don't limit yourself. Don't feel like you have to be a mom and you can't do something else that you love. I remember when I was little, I just remember falling asleep to the sound of a sewing machine. And my dad was gone a lot for work and he was bishop. So she was home a lot with five kids and she did something she loved. And that was so. She'd put the kids to bed and that's what she would do. And then she would use that talent to help us. She sewed costumes for plays and she, she would help choreograph our class dances and things like that. She's a great example to me of using your talents and expanding on them. And I love what you're saying when you when you say you are really surrounded by strong women. When you say strong women, you don't mean necessarily women who are making six figures. That's not what makes a strong <laughs> woman. What you mean is women who are passionate and really exploring life to the fullest and shaping their talents. Exactly. What I think a strong woman is, is someone who pushes you to reach your full potential and your divine potential and sees that in you. And I guess as a mom and a grandparents, grandma, grandmothers, that's easy to do. So your mom has helped me on a number of things and has had faith in me, even though we haven't officially met just through Skype, right? So your mom, is she one of your mentors? And are there other women who, besides your like photography mentor, who has influenced you in business? Oh, the people that have influenced me in business, I feel like are the people who have influenced me as a mom and as a woman of faith and as a business person, because that's who I am. I'm all of those things. They're not these separate areas of my life. My mom has definitely been one. You know, you, you, you have memories of going to sleep to the sound of your mom's sewing machine. I have memories of coming home from school every day and running down to the study and her turning off the computer the minute I walked in and she was writing books for Desert Book. And <laughs> I still, I have no memory of her ever writing. They would just show up published on the front porch one day and you know? she has like a million books that yeah. has been published. I think she said nine I mean That's nine nuts. she's got four <laughs> kids yeah so you know she was a great as I look back especially more in retrospect I just think man she just she had it all together and has influenced her daughters in some really brilliant ways because of her writing um, and has has really inspired people beyond her family to really learn to love writing and learn to love history and all those things. But one of my other influences has actually been my grandfather who has, who has passed away, passed away in 1999. But I've been reading his biography and learning more about him. And I actually named my third child after my grandfather, my grandpa. And I have learned his ability to see potential in everyone like educational levels didn't matter to him. He just wanted someone who was passionate. That's all he wanted. And he was a historian. My grandpa was a historian. And even though that was a little bit of a tight circle, when 
when he was alive and running the church history department, he was in a situation in which he would pull women who were six months pregnant and he would hire <laughs> them because they were passionate. And he said, you can do this. And he would, he was such a networker. And I think he's really influenced me to say everyone has something grand to offer. And in fact, some of the most wonderful people that you can bring into your business circle are going to be people that maybe don't have the fancy MBA and MBAs rock, but to really see grand potential in people. And I will never forget that because of well, him. I think you totally inherited that quality because <laughs> oh, I, I hope so. <laughs> so. So there you go. I think you see people's potential all through and you're also the best thing about you is that you bring the best out of people and I think it's because you do see their potential so oh gosh good hooray high five to grandpa best compliment ever yes (laughs) that is awesome well and I think that Michelle we've got to be really blunt with our listeners those people who are listening and, and kind of talking with us right now that we are talking about Mormon women and the word working in the same sentence here I mean, Mormon mompreneur. It's a little scary, right? It's a little scary. I think you called it, people are going to think this is a little bit gray, is how we were talking (laughs) earlier today. But if someone were to come to you and they were just blunt, calling out the elephant in the room, what is your view about Mormon women and working? What's your stance? What's my stance? Well, um, I would walk hand to hand with the brethren always. We have talked about this and our first commitment is to the church and then to our families and we definitely believe in the proclamation to the family and one of my most divine roles is as a mom. No other success can compensate for failure in the home. All of my decisions on business, on um, other things like um, other outside opportunities goes back to that test. Is it going to help my home or is it not? As a business owner, I have just found I am a better person when I have something that I am using my talents for good. Now, there are different times in my life that I've been able to spend more time or less time. We live in the internet age and I think that our talents can be magnified because we have the internet and our platforms can be enlarged. I have had many opportunities in business to be prompted by the spirit to start things and I've been prompted to not do things and if we always go back to that to are we acting by the spirit and are we doing what's best for our home and then we're gonna be okay. I especially can't deny the Spirit's influence in me starting Beauty Revived. Beauty Revived is, like I said, just a photography movement and photographers donate sessions to women. These sessions are featured on our website and I have a magazine. Now it started two and a half, three years ago. I woke up one morning and I had a blog post going through my mind and it was a blog post taking a stance on what real beauty was and I knew that I had to do something and that I couldn't make a difference by myself. I knew that it was a prompting, that if I asked other photographers to join me, then maybe, just maybe, they would give away a session to a deserving person, someone who exemplified real beauty by their service to others or their faith during trials or something like that. So I started asking photographers and 
photographers I didn't know. I just emailed them. I had a bunch jump on board, and in the two and a half years, we have produced six, seven magazines and have featured more than 400 women who exemplify real beauty. And I know it wasn't because of me. I know that I didn't have this vision of what it was going to be. I, if you would have told me back then that I was going to have a magazine, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> I said, yeah, right. But I do know when you act on promptings and you say, this is what I can give. I, was, I just moved to a new state and I had four kids. My youngest was six months and I got this prompting that I needed to do it. And I didn't know what it was going to be, but I, I knew that I could write an email. I knew I had enough time to do that. And that's why I think with business, we don't have to go away for eight hours to run a business anymore. We have the internet and we have 20 minutes. And that's how our, my businesses have started is just the 20 minutes to an hour extra that we have and using that to use my talents to help others. And so that's really, that was a long answer to um, my thought about women in business. But I just think that now we have an opportunity that we never have had before to reach more people and to be a bigger change than we ever have before. Absolutely. And while, while you may feel like it's a lengthy answer, it's like the most important one. It's really, really important. And the thing that I love about it that I want to just confirm in my heart is no one can deny that all of our lives take different paths. Now, we stand behind the brethren. We stand behind the proclamation. We stand behind the doctrine and the gospel. We have firm testimonies. And sometimes it's so important for us to realize that the Lord works in mysterious ways. And... That may not be through, again, starting large, huge businesses that take up eight hours a day. It may be through the 20 minutes of emails. It may be through the one hour of, of connections and networking that the Lord can really bless our families and bless our lives, heal our hearts, make us feel more complete and, and all those things. And one, an early example I had of that is I was called to serve a mission as a missionary in Detroit and left BYU to go on a mission. And I was only out for six months when I was injured mm. and um, pretty severely injured so much that they knew I was going to have to be sent home for surgery and that I would not be able to come back on a mission because just too much time with oh, for no. healing was yeah. going to, to happen. And I remember sitting in this little apartment in Detroit with tears down my face, talking to my dad, who was actually my state president prior to me going out and just crying, saying, what better place could I be than on a mission? Like, why would the Lord allow me to be taken off a mission? Wouldn't that be like the cream of the crop experience <laughs> that you would want anyone to have? And it just didn't make any sense to me. I didn't feel right about it. Like I didn't have this, my heart has so much peace about what's happening. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. And I just cried and cried. And of course, the retrospect comes in that because I served only six months, I graduated at a time that the only job opening in Logan, Utah, opened right as I was graduating from BYU. And who did I meet in Logan, Utah? The boy of my that, dreams. That hunk of a man. Street. That hunk of a man. 
<laughs> yes, that is where I met Greg. And that is the most valuable experience that the Lord was preparing for me, not an 18-month mission. And so all of our lives take such different roads and paths, and we're influenced to reach so many people. And I'm constantly amazed at the efforts that the Lord will put in to influence and help one person or connect two people. He will go to the ends of the earth. And that may be through photography classes. That may be through a beauty revived movement. That may be through so many different elements that the Lord can use us to produce good quality experiences and share our testimonies through our talents. Absolutely. I remember praying really hard when I started Beauty Revived, just that I would find the right people. And that is exactly what happened when I'd email people. The right people said yes, and they were connected to the more of the right people. And I, and I think that there's just that element of faith that Heavenly Father, again, like just something, I've always talked to you about the small and simple things, that that's how, that's how I've done it as a Mormon mompreneur is just doing small and simple things and trusting in the spirit because is it Sherry Dew that says the most important thing you can do is learn how the spirit speaks to you and then all that other stuff doesn't matter you know you can have confidence in your decision because you have had confirmation of the spirit absolutely I was just reading an Enzyme article knowing that this is a question we need to be able to boldly respond to and it it basically said you need to pray about it and once you receive your answer you move with confidence period that's it so ask for that confirmation is this the right season is this the idea that i'm getting from the divine and if it is you move forward with confidence and those amazing things will happen and you'll be connected to the people that you need absolutely so truly credit has to be given where it is due mormon mompreneur was your idea I'm just giddy to be along for the ride and to be Uh, your partner. (laughs) But let let our listeners know, they may be wondering, why the Mormon mompreneur? Why not just the mompreneur? Why were you so specific with that, that it was targeted to a group of Mormon mompreneurs? Well, I can tell you like the exact moment when this came up, and it was right after Elder Nelson's talk in the 2000, October 2015 general conference. I was doing dishes. He started talking to the women of the church, and usually I feel like they talk to us and they say, you're doing great, but he in this one was, he called us out a little bit and said, you guys need to stand up. And you need to realize how amazing you are. My kids were talking. I was like, shh, be quiet. <laughs> Listen to this. This is for me. <laughs> this is for me. Right after that, I was just thinking about it. And this idea of Mormon mompreneur came into my mind. And the reason why it did is because I think we try a lot of times to separate our business life, our mom life, and our church life. But for me, and you just, you just said it. A minute ago that it's all the same thing and I was thinking about my business ventures and they have always been the spirit has always been included in that there's not a place for I have not found a place out there that lets us bring all three of those things together and so why it may be specific it's good because being a Mormon is there are specific challenges like you know being 
primary president or you know we all have callings that we're doing on top of being a mom and and there also are decisions that we make and because of counsel we receive from um, the brethren and and so our decisions our they are unique because we have a unique perspective and so there needs to be a home for us there needs to be a home for women like us who are striving to be women of faith who want to be those the mothers of virtue and also who who want and feel prompted to try to have a business and do do that as well and so that's why it was started and we brought you on because you're the best <laughs> because i know how to what design graphics and type fast <laughs> you are spot on that we have some really unique things in our lives that make it awesome to find other women that are out there that are striving to do what you're doing and i know anytime that i hear or read a mom post about uh, questions about mothering like i've got a three-year-old that is continuously hitting and I don't know what to do and I need tips and all these things and my first comment to them is always that kid is so lucky to have a mom that cares that he hits because that's like <laughs> the optimistic view to me I'm like what a stinking lucky kid you know but his mom cares cares enough to ask and I feel that way a little bit about creating a community like Mormon Mompreneur because these are women we are women who have firm testimonies and who are constantly striving to be better moms and more balanced and then we also have this area of business where we're we're trying to navigate that too and the real beauty in that is that we are really trying to make this successful that's the good news about it <laughs> is that we think it's possible to be balanced in this internet age and to make businesses run efficiently but it takes tips and it takes connections and it takes ideas and, and that's you don't have to do it alone you don't you have don't. to do it alone and why <laughs> why reinvent you know how to do crockpot meals when michelle you're already a queen at it and you can share with us how you do it and we can just copy you i mean that's a real specific thing but i just think we've got to get together and i think you've created a marvelous marvelous community for women like that well i am really so blessed and excited that you have agreed to do this with me because are we crazy are we crazy yes <laughs> but i remember you mentioned the olive garden dinner and we met up because sarah lives in louisiana we only lived in arizona together for a couple years but we really weren't friends then no that different the words that's all we have <laughs> to say different words we were in different words so we've never really been good friends and live close to each other. We went to a photography conference together and I sat across from you at Olive Garden and I remember you asking, why are we like this? And <laughs> just thinking, yeah, like what is it? But I also know like when I think about that, we were given these unique gifts for a reason and it's on purpose and we can use them better together. And one of the things I love about Sarah is she's already kind of talked about it is your ability to educate and empower because I've done some of her courses and she always seems to find the best in her students and to bring that out and still feel like you are you can achieve and do better. And so with Mormon Mompreneur, that's a big part of it is that we want to educate people because how many stinking hours have we been on Google trying to figure this 
technical part of business out too many. (laughs) And we want to save time and, and be a trusted resource so you don't have to do that. And Sarah is the best person for this. She's the best cheerleader and she doesn't think I'm crazy. So that's why you're on board. (laughs) I want to be a professional online cheerleader. If I could be anything, that's what I would be one day. You're a cheerleader. I want to be an idea maker. So let's get together. I'll make the ideas you cheer them on. (laughs) So Sarah, have you felt... Have you truly felt like you've been inspired and prompted in business? Have, are there any specific instances that you can talk about that you felt that you felt the spirit guide you? Absolutely. So Photographer's Element is my business and it, it's probably like the third or fourth business. I mean, I've taught piano lessons and, you know, all that pre-stuff. But I remember when I was brainstorming the whole idea and I was about three months away from launching this site this official launch with all of these photography classes and I was talking with a number of business minds one in the east she's a big deal business mentor woman and then one is actually my brother-in-law who is um, a business marketing genius and both of them were telling me and let me first say they are brilliant and 99.9% of the advice they have ever given me I have taken and implemented and it has worked and they are brilliant this one piece of advice however that they both gave me just didn't settle right now with with classes at the photographer's element when you are taking a photography class all of the material is pre-recorded it's videos it's PDFs all that kind of stuff but you have the option when you take the class to pay a little bit more and to work one-on-one with an instructor live during the experience. They give you feedback, video, all this stuff. Now, when both of these great business minds found out that I was offering this really personalized one-on-one experience, they both said, absolutely not. Said it doesn't, (laughs) it really doesn't matter how much you charge that unless you're charging thousands and thousands, which most people who are starting photography cannot pay thousands and thousands. They said, you cannot offer a service that is so individualized. It's not efficient and it's a poor business model. And I just, I was crumbled because it really was the backbone on why I was creating it because there was nothing else out there that was willing to go so personal, probably because it's quote unquote, a bad business (laughs) practice. And I remember taking it to the Lord and just saying, look, I felt inspired, which is a whole other story to start this. And I have felt really strongly about offering personalized one-on-one service as part of these course experiences. And this was a very specific area of my business. And I just prayed and prayed and prayed. And I, I can never deny the feeling that this was the whole reason I had started it. That if I took away this element, there were 10 other places that people could go, 20 other places people could go, including YouTube, to learn <laughs> photography. And... I held to my guns on it. I held to my guns and I I just felt so strongly that I needed to keep that in there. And I did. And now that Photographer's Element is about to turn two. Two? Yeah. Is it two? It's two. Yeah. Okay. Great. (laughs) I don't even know. Um, Now that Photographer's Element's about to turn two, we have a 92% retention rate. So any student that comes in and takes a class within three months, 92% of them take another class. And I can't call that a bad business model. I just can't. No. And I can't, 
I also can't express my total joy in being able to know people and talk with people every single day that are artists learning photography and it's just so fulfilling for me and I I can't imagine if I had gotten rid of that element of my business how lonely it would feel and how work-like it would feel I, I felt like none of my gifts and talents that I feel like I've been given would be used had I gotten rid of that so I absolutely feel like that was part of the spirit telling me how it needed to be run and it's proved to be successful well I guess it goes back to exactly like what we said about if you go by the spirit and you feel at peace, then you can go forth with confidence. And I'm one of your teachers at the photographer's element, and I have seen what a difference that business model is and has been for the students who go through there and can have access, personal access to people. And it was the right, it was the right call. I it feel definitely right call. <laughs> I, I'm feeling better about it now than I did two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but with TPE, the photographer's element, and I mean, it's not the only business you started, but what would you tell people who are thinking about starting something? They know they're on the edge of something great. What advice would you give them about growing a business or reaching out to get connected with other businesswomen? I would really give very simple words of advice, as typical as it sounds, to take it to the Lord, to go to the Lord and say, I can't get this idea off my mind. I want to do this so that that overriding guilt that a lot of women tend to feel can disappear. Take it to the Lord and if you feel great about it, proceed. It's time to proceed and to make this happen. Yeah, exactly. I just interviewed Rosemary from QNOR and she is the woman who created the temple dress company QNOR. And one of the things she talks about in an interview, and you'll have to go listen to get all the details, but she talks about how she knew she needed to do this. And she went to the Lord and said, this is how much money I'm able to put towards this. And this is how much time I'm able to work on it. And I will work my hardest and I will do what you need me to do. But if this is what I'm supposed to do and I feel like it is, then I need you to fill in the gaps and I need you to push it where it needs to be. And it worked. It totally worked for her. And it doesn't mean she shares her Moses parting the Red Sea story where she was like, listen, I am up against the Red Sea, Pharaoh's behind me, and the Lord totally opened the sea for her. But it was at the last minute, you know, of her year that she'd given. And I just think that there is power in that and looking at your life and saying, what can I give right now? When I first started, I couldn't give a lot. I didn't have a lot of resources, you know, I we were students still. And, but I knew I could give my nights because my husband was studying. So I said, this is what I can give. And the right people were brought into my path and I was able to grow and change as a person to have my business where it is today. Love that. And I think back too that sometimes the greatest guidance is when the Lord refines it to say do less. You know, Absolutely. when you're Absolutely. really, really in touch. Actually, for TPE, I interviewed a girl named Jenica, who she's a brilliant, brilliant kind of photography psychology whiz. And I remember her talking about right after she had become a mom that she wishes someone had told her to realize that life is going to change and that you're going to have <laughs> a little bit less time and you're going to get less done. 
and to sort of lower the expectations. And she she thought, God, I'm a pretty bright person. I mean, she went to Yale, <laughs> real bright. And she just hadn't realized that life was really going to change with this new beautiful baby boy in her life. And I think sometimes as we get in the habit of being able to talk with the Lord about our business, because we talk with the Lord about our mothering and about our faith, and the business is just as much a part of our life, that the Lord will give us those promptings of here is a way you can scale back and still allow things to be effective. Or here is someone that could tackle your finances from now on, now that things have grown and we can be guided because I do think he will honor our decision to embrace and enjoy motherhood and our faith as we are connected with him on a regular basis and and we're in the habit of, of praying to him with those kinds of decisions. So I guess that's really what makes the Mormon mompreneur so unique are those unique challenges that come into our lives because of our faith and being moms and finding a place for business. Is there anything sort of as we wrap this up that you really want people to know right off the bat about Mormon mompreneur? I want you to know that you can do it because if you are listening to this, my guess is that you have an idea. My guess is that you want to start something or you've started something and not known where to go. This is a home. This is a safe place for you that you can ask questions, that you can come for education and hopefully leave feeling inspired. We will take you wherever you are on the journey, whether you can devote 20 minutes to your business, which is how I've done it most of the time, or whether you can do more. But we want to show you a a path. We want to show you examples in our podcast. We'll be talking to different successful Mormon mompreneurs that are successful in different areas and get their insights and learn about how the Lord has been a part of their lives and their business. So hopefully you feel like this is a party and that actually like you're my best friend. That's how I want this to be. And whenever I write content, whenever I write training, I write it like I'm writing it to my best friend. So I'd want it for her to understand and be simple and clear. I just want you to feel at home here. That's perfect. And I think one of the things, don't you think, that scares so many of our friends about starting a business is the actual starting of the business. Like, how do I get a website? What does hosting mean? I don't know what an email drip is. I don't, I mean, all of these things come up and they're not dumb questions. And luckily... I've already spent 997 hours Googling it for you, you know? So that's what I love is you can feel at home because if you had a girlfriend in business, you could call her and say, absolutely. I don't know what an email drip is and she's not going to call you a name. She's going to help you and guide you to her best resources. And that's what I think is one of those things that you cannot be scared about because we can get your business and your website up and running in like a day. Absolutely. It is that easy. And I just I just got home from a Relief Society activity and I was talking to my friend who's kind of starting a business and she's trying to get Instagram going and I was like, what would you want to be trained on? And she's like, I just, this is dumb, but I want to know how people do in the comments, they get dot, 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 and then the hashtag at the bottom so you can't, so it's hidden on the Instagram comments. I was like, that's not dumb at all. I remember having the same question and it's, if you don't know, go to your notes and do period, enter, period, enter, period, enter, and then put your hashtags. And then it'll disappear in the comments. Anyway, but I just think, don't be scared of the question because 
we all have the question. So let us help you. And guess what? I just learned that because, you know, I'm scared of Instagram. <laughs> Michelle's our Instagram girl. Because Sarah's not our Instagram girl. <laughs> I am scared of it. I feel awesome because I've done like 12 posts total. And I'm like, well, I'm getting this. So, yes, any of those questions that you feel like in your mind that you want to start with, this is a dumb question. I promise you we have already tackled that and we are ready to jump on board with helping you figure all that crazy stuff out. So... The thing I love most about you is your optimism, Michelle, and I think that there's some (laughs) awesome things that we get to do together to help all of our listeners who are on this same journey that we are. We are just here to help each other and connect with each other as women of faith and moms and finding a place for business that really grooves with all of our goals. So I will be totally honored to kind of wrap this whole thing up with Michelle. I have been just stricken with excitement about her idea of Mormon mompreneurs connecting together ever since she mentioned it to me. And our promise to you is that first and foremost, we stand behind the church, the doctrine, and the brethren. And second comes our family. And third, that we found a lot of joy and fun in being able to run businesses because we're in the internet age. So we are excited that you've been listening with us. We are ready to go at mormonmompreneur.com. We are ready to get you started. We're ready to get you going. Your questions answered to help guide you every step of the way. And we're ready for it. Thanks so much for listening with us. We're cheering you on starting right now. Thank you for joining us on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. Check out our other episodes and learn from other women of faith, motherhood, and business as they share their unique stories and experiences. Go to www.mormonmompreneur.com or the iTunes store to learn more.